From the KTOO Newsroom, I'm Claire Strempel with a look at your statewide and local news. Today, Alaska legislators urged Walgreens leadership to reconsider the decision not to sell the abortion drug mifepristone after what they call inappropriate pressure from State Attorney General Treg Taylor. Twenty members of the State House and Senate signed on to the letter. They enclosed a copy of the Alaska Constitution and encouraged Walgreens CEO Rosalind Taylor to review it. Anchorage Representative Zach Field said the attorney general should not be able to, quote, bully companies into undermining the constitutionally protected rights of Alaskans. You know, our attorney general may not like the Constitution, but it is the law of the land, and he doesn't get to single-handedly eliminate core rights of Alaskans. Abortions and the drug in question are legal in Alaska, and the state Supreme Court has ruled that the right to abortion is protected under the state's Constitution's Privacy Clause. But Walgreens announced they would not carry the drug in Alaska and 19 other states after Taylor joined the other state attorneys general in signing on to a letter discouraging it. Walgreens has been in the process of getting certified to distribute the drug after a January rule change by the FDA, allowing retail pharmacies to carry it. In a written statement, Taylor's office said that because Walgreens did not distribute the drug directly to patients in Alaska before the letter, the availability of the drug to Alaskans has not changed. There are about a dozen Walgreens in the state, mostly in Anchorage and other rail belt communities. Fields said the problem is bigger than Walgreens, though, and that other companies should know that abortions are constitutionally protected in the state of Alaska. I've never seen another situation like that. So I think it is unprecedented. It is particularly outrageous, and it needs to be addressed immediately. The Anchorage Daily News reported Sunday that pharmacists at other stores like Safeway, Costco, and Fred Meyer have the drug in stock or available for people with prescriptions. Alaska legislators are not the only elected officials balking at the Walgreens decision. NPR reported Tuesday that Walgreens shares fell nearly 2 percent after California Governor Gavin Newsom announced the state would no longer do business with the company. The Juneau School District is asking the Assembly for more than $2.5 million to pay off debts and unexpected expenses ahead of the next fiscal year. KTOO's Katie Anastas has more. Alaska's city governments can contribute money to their local school districts up to a certain point. The city and borough of Juneau has given the maximum amount of local funding to the school district every year for more than a decade. But school boards can also ask local governments for funding beyond that cap. And during last year's budget process, the school board asked for more than $2 million. Now the board is asking for an additional $2.5 million to resolve deficits, some of which have been growing since last year. This request is, um, is certainly not a typical request at the timing that we are presenting it to you. Superintendent Bridget Weiss outlined the request at an Assembly Finance Committee meeting last week. Nearly half of the money would go toward a growing transportation funding gap. Weiss said declining enrollment led to a deficit in the fund last year. Since enrollment was lower than projected again this year, district leaders expect to get deeper in the hole. When we went into COVID and we had a drop in enrollment as an example, there was a hold harmless statute that supported us for a couple of years. Um, That was true for general funding, but it was not true of transportation funding. The other big item on the list is $750,000 for Rally, the district's after-school program. Weiss said many Rally staffers work as paraeducators in schools during the day and then overtime at Rally, which has driven up costs last year and this year. Because of our negotiated agreement, that means we're paying overtime, which is more expensive. So there's increased costs. 
if we pass those costs on to the family, then what we've discovered is it makes it unaffordable. Other costs have come up this year related to middle school wrestling, summer school, and community classes for adults. Weiss said the district would have to fill the gap with funds from next year's budget if it doesn't get the additional $2 million from the city. Some assembly members pushed back against the request. Member Wade Bryson said the assembly was being asked to provide an easy way out of the district's budget problems. If you know that there's spots that are losing money, bring it to our attention so that we can do something about it instead of handing us a bill at the end and asking us to reward poor budgeting practices. But Weiss said the root of the problem is flat funding from the state. The base student allocation, the amount of money per student school districts get from the state, hasn't increased since 2017. This isn't about bad budgeting. It isn't about bad spending. This is about K-12 education being underfunded, drastically underfunded. The Finance Committee voted to move an ordinance to allocate up to $2.5 million to the full assembly for a final vote. The school board's first reading of next year's budget is set for Tuesday. In Juneau, I'm Katie Anastas. Grocery store shelves in Kodiak were bare this weekend after rough weather delayed food deliveries to the island. KMXT's Kristen DeBroth reports an emergency cargo flight filled with provisions landed in Kodiak Sunday morning to help fill the gap. Kodiak depends on barges to bring in everything from milk and meat to cereal and bread. The last barge delivery was nearly two weeks ago on February 22nd. Safeway is the only large grocery store on the island, and store management expected the barge to bypass Kodiak after its last visit, with a resupply stop scheduled ahead of this past weekend. But snowstorms and gusty weather, including hurricane-force winds, scuttled those plans. In my entire career, I've never seen two successive bypasses. Mike Murray is the store director of Kodiak Safeway. He says with the exception of some non-perishable goods, the store had been nearly cleaned out by this weekend. Frozen foods was catastrophic. I have just a few bags of frozen vegetables and pizzas, etc. And then on into the dairy aisle where we ran out of milk, virtually all milk products, eggs, um, cheese, uh, probably 85 percent of our yogurt, and 70% of our uh, juice products. The store's produce shelves were also nearly empty. The bread aisle took a big hit. So did the meat department. Several restaurant owners also posted in a popular community Facebook page that they were running low on supplies. Management from Safeway and shipping company Matson chartered a C-130, a military transport plane, to fly in emergency food delivered on Sunday morning. Marie says they were able to source some provisions from the grocery chain's Anchorage warehouses, but it took a boots-on-the-ground effort to get other products back to the island. Whatever milk or meat products we got was a handful of people in Anchorage going from store to store, picking up what they could, what those stores could spare, um, so that we could pull that airplane out. Marie says it's only a fraction of what they needed, and shelves were almost bare again Sunday night. The next barge is scheduled to arrive in Kodiak on Monday evening. Murray says if all goes according to plan, they'll be fully restocked by next week. But the store should start looking more normal to the average shopper in the next few days. In Kodiak, I'm Kirsten Dobrath. The Alaska Marine Highway System announced significant changes to this year's summer ferry schedule running May 1st through September 30th. The mainliners Columbia and Kennecott will not be sailing at the same time, decreasing ferry service to Prince William Sound 
and Southeast communities. That's because the state doesn't have enough crew to run them, according to a statement from the Alaska Department of Transportation. Sailings across the Gulf of Alaska from Whittier to southeast on the ferry Kennecott are postponed until more crew is hired. The Columbia will be the only ferry serving southeast's main run between Juneau and Bellingham, Washington. The Taslina, which serves the northern panhandle, is also offline due to short staffing. And the mainliner Matanuska is out of service due to repairs. For the Kachemak Bay region, the ferry Testamina will sail the southwest route along the Alaska Peninsula Aleutian Chain to Dutch Harbor once a month from May to September. There are regular scheduled port calls to Homer, Soldovia, Kodiak Island, and Port Lyons. In Prince William Sound, the ferry Aurora will continue a regular route calling on Valdez, Whittier, and Cordova. It will call on Chenega Bay and Tetik. Lick to Titlick twice a month, according to the state's announcement, until they hire additional crew to sail the Kennecott Ferry. Cross Gulf sailings to Whittier are at a standstill, as well as calls to Prince Rupert, British Columbia, and Yakutat. To see the full Alaska Marine Highway summer ferry schedule, visit dot.alaska.gov. And a sled dog who was lost after a highway car accident last week has been found and will be returned to her owner soon. Five-year-old Donna went missing last Monday. Her owner, Clam Gulchmusher, Frank Haberman, was driving back from Ferrandi in Anchorage following an 11th place finish in the race when his trailer came off his truck. The doors opened, letting out some of the sled dogs onto the Seward Highway. Donna ran off towards Girdwood, but two days later, she was spotted at a cabin in the nearby community of Indian, and some volunteers put out a live trap to get her back. It's sunny in Juneau today with a high of 32 degrees. You're listening to KTOO.